Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Episode 31. Today, I'm going to cover a question and answer session. And I've not done one of these for, for quite a few episodes, so I managed to get quite a few questions in this time. So thank you for everyone that sent the questions in. And how many have we got? Two, four, six, eight questions, I think, to cover today. So let's crack straight on with it. So question number one. Do macros really matter when dieting? Uh, simple answer is kind of. <laughs> That's not a simple answer. So obviously referring to macronutrients, so you've got your protein, fats, and carbs. Do they matter when dieting? Sorry, when dieting for fat loss. So the main thing to understand is whenever we're uh, trying to lose body fat, the main thing we want to look at is calories. So do macros matter? Kind of, because macros are calories. Carbs having four, uh, four calories per gram, protein having the same, and fats having nine calories per gram. So cal- macros contain calories. So in a way, the, it does matter. However, there's sort of like a hierarchy of what you want to put your concentration into and your focus into. So primarily it's got to be calories you've got to be looking at your calorie balance and only when you are creating a calorie deficit is when you can lose body fat spoke about this loads on the podcast other than that do we really need to bother about macros a little bit we want to look at protein so we want to keep um a good amount of protein in our diet because the aim should be to keep on keep hold of muscle when we diet in as long as we're resistance training as well, then we should be we should be fine. We won't we won't be losing muscle or very, very little muscle. It'll be coming from fat if we're in a calorie deficit. So the main thing is to continue resistance training. Uh, protein's important and protein you probably want to have about a minimum of around 1.6 grams of protein per kilogram of your body weight. So if you weigh 70 kilograms, I'm not going to do maths, I'm rubbish at maths, but multiply that by 1.6, and then that's how many grams of protein you'll have per day. Okay, I'm hoping that answers the question. Um, I think that hierarchy I was talking about, so calories, then protein is important. After that, it doesn't matter too much. Again, as long as we stay in our, whatever your calorie target is, as long as we stay in that, it doesn't matter whether they come from carbs or fat uh, we want a minimum amount of fat because it's, it's it's important for for bodily functions but the main thing is calories when we're looking at losing fat loss okay next one any supplements you recommend to become leaner and stronger I'm not a big one for recommending supplements first of all let's tackle each one so leaner what's leaner that's losing body fat stronger or leaner losing body fat and potentially building muscle uh, stronger you'd hope that you're lifting heavier weights to get stronger that's that should be the aim and in turn potentially building some muscle what's going to help us get leaner we need to create a calorie deficit um it starts to get boring this podcast doesn't it all i'm saying is calorie deficit but to get leaner that's what we need to do to get stronger we need to overload our our training to make our training 
more difficult session on session, week on week, uh, ongoing uh, and being consistent with your training. Any supplements that can help with this? Um, potentially creatine. I would say creatine is quite a good one for, for most people to have. That's going to help with strength. So taking, I did a post on this uh, a few days ago actually. So taking around five, three to five grams a day seems like a good amount to take. And that as long as you're sort sort of following the the principle of progressive overload, that should assist with increasing strength and potentially power. Uh, whey protein is convenient. I take it. I take it sometimes just to more more to increase my protein amounts during during the day if I'm a little bit low on protein. I don't do it to sort of replace a meal or anything like that, and I wouldn't suggest anyone else does that. I think you should try and get where possible all your nutrients from from food, and it should it should act as what it what it's called a supplement to supplement like your uh, diet, your high, healthy healthy lifestyle. So that can that can be useful at times. Say you've not say you train and you you know you're not going to be able to get you've not planned any meals or anything like that, you know you're not going to be able to eat for the next few hours, then that's where whey protein can come in quite handy. Other than that, they're, they're probably the only two that I'd recommend. Potentially fish oil for for joints, but uh, depending on what you're, again, what, what you're currently eating, you might be getting enough oily fish and, and you might not need to supplement with that. So hopefully that answers your question. Next one, should should cardio come before weights or I've definitely typed that out wrong. Should cardio before or after weightlifting? I don't know whether you wrote that or whether I wrote that down wrong. But basically, should you do cardio first or weights first? So if you're doing your training, I think I've covered this on, a, on a, maybe a blog post before. But if you're doing your training, if you train cardio and weights on the same day and it's in the same session, there's no real difference. Like one's not going to be more beneficial than the other. It's more preference. However, my advice would be do your weights first because there's a lot more things that can go wrong with, with the movement and the lifts and the technique. So you want to really, before you stress your nervous system, I would do your weights first. Obviously warm up, but then do your weights first and then follow that by cardio. But there's no massive difference between the two. You might find you get a little bit more out of your lifts. And I think the other thing to look at as well, actually, is like, what is your goal from it? Are you trying to get, are you trying to get a better runner? to become a better runner because that's another question that, that comes up in in a minute i'll cover that one next um you might be better off splitting up your training so doing runs on certain days so where you can put more focus into your cardio on that day and then put more focus into your weight training on another day so that could be a an option but yeah if you was to do it on the same day i would go weightlifting first or resistance training first 
and I'll go on to that runner one. So what exercises slash weighted movements are the best to make you a better runner is the next question. With this one, my brain, first of all, went towards um, one of the other principles of training, which is specificity. So doing specific movements will make you better at that movement. So if you want to get a better runner, you run more. However, there is exercises and weighted movements and there should be a strength training program in there to sort of supplement your running. So I would suggest the big movements such as squat, deadlift, hip thrust, always going to be good because we want to build and work on the areas, not build, that's the wrong word, but we want to strengthen the areas such as your glutes, uh, quads, hamstrings. I would do quite a bit of focus on core work, so your lower back area and your abs area, that would be beneficial. I would also focus on uh, unilateral training, and what I mean by that is single leg stuff, so any sort of split squat position or lunges because if you think about the running technique and you're always on one leg so if you can get stronger in them positions that's only going to benefit your running so think of yeah as i mentioned split squats um lunges um lateral lunges beneficial as well but yeah all them sort of areas that that you're going to work while you're running any to strengthen them is is going to be beneficial to running okay next one now you've talked about protein and working out how much but what about carbs so i might have covered that in the first first answer actually with macros carbs are our body's preferred energy source so they matter however when we're working out if we're calorie counting and we're working out if your goal is fat loss and we're working out your your calorie amount we'll work out your calories we'll give you a protein target to hit for after that it doesn't necessarily matter where the rest of the calories come from come from ideally we want to build some um healthy habits around our eating so we want to try and get plenty of fruit and veg in, in our diet which is obviously carbs we want to where possible reduce um processed foods in a way they're not bad but we want to reduce them as much as possible um, th there's going to be less nutritional value in in things like that but the amount we need doesn't really matter i mean unless you're training for sports specific stuff then you might be given a higher carbs target because you're going to be burning a lot more fuel so you want uh, a, a good amount of, of fuel in the body coming from carbs but yeah other than that i mean that that's kind of why we focus more on protein because we want to um keep that at a, a certain level so that we're aiding sort of recovery and repair and then everything else can come from wherever it needs to come from fats or carbs okay next one is sprinting beneficial for fat loss over longer runs oh sorry i read that wrong is sprinting beneficial for fat loss versus longer runs slash jogs really boring answer calorie deficit so as long as you're in a calorie deficit 
it doesn't matter too much. Here's some thoughts around it though. What's going to help burn more calories? Well, it, it depends on the distance of the runs and the time that you, you spend doing each. So if you say, for example, you spend 10 minutes sprinting, you spend 10 minutes jogging, you're going to burn more calories doing the 10 minute sprinting. So that that's potentially going to be more beneficial in, in, in that sense. When we're sprinting, we're not sprint it's a tough one with sprinting because are we talking like sprinting as in interval training or are we talking like flat out sprinting like 100 meter sprints because if we're talking about the 100 meter sprints we're working with both of them we're working different energy systems i don't want to go too sciencey here but we have three energy systems doing slow steady state type work so like you mentioned long runs and jogs we're gonna use our um oxidative system more which is gonna use fat for fuel more however that doesn't mean you burn that doesn't mean it's gonna help with fat loss because again it depends whether you're in a calorie deficit because you could do long runs every day all week using your oxidative system, which is using fat in your diet and stored body fat for energy. However, if you're eating over your calorie amount every day, you're just sort of replacing what you're using because you're eating over your amount. So that's why cal uh, calories still matter, even though we're using different energy systems. So. It's a tough one that it depends how long you're spending on each. So if we're doing sort of interval style training for 10 minutes and we're doing a jog for 10 minutes, you're going to burn more calories in the interval style training for 10 minutes. However, if you're doing a longer run, like let's say you're doing like a, an hour and a half run and you're doing 10 minutes interval training, the longer run's going to help and be more beneficial to fat loss. But it all boils down to that calorie balance again, unfortunately. It's a bit of a boring answer, but it seems to crop up all the time. Um, but it, the, the more we're aware of that, the more it's going to help all of you listening that no matter what style of training you do, as long as you get that calorie balance correct and you can follow that and adhere to sort of um, dietary habits, then that's going to help you in the long run. And then you can then select your training based off your enjoyment, whether it's for sport, whatever you want to do, you can pick that without worrying, is this the best thing for me to, for fat loss? Because you know where the fat loss occurs. It occurs from getting the calorie balance side right. Okay. Um, let me just see if I've missed any out here. Uh, done that one done that one. Oh, this was quite a good one this one piqued my interest uh, why do we say diet instead of healthy lifestyle and this is from one of my current clients so thanks for this question you got me thinking here you, you actually made me go on the oxford dictionary and search the word diet my first thought when i read this was the word diet is basically whatever we eat or drink and that's our intake diet however the dieting in industry has kind of 
created it or made it a bit of a negative term and it does trigger some people um and it, it's kind of brings it kind of uh, what's the word it brings up memories of people of sort of not memories but it brings up like restrictive eating and brings up like poor poor eating patterns and just really being like yeah just as i say restrictive with your with your food and drink intake whereas the word diet really is just anything you eat and drink now i don't so i i can't see whether we could replace that word for healthy lifestyle i think i i 100 get where you're coming from and i think it should be everyone's goal to live a healthier lifestyle not a healthy lifestyle because it's hard to pin down exactly what that is but i think it should be everybody's goal to to be leading a healthier lifestyle where but i understand where you're coming from the diet the diet industry has kind of tarnished the word diet whereas diet should just mean what we what we eat and drink not restricting what we eat and drink if that makes sense so I'm not sure why why we say it. Um, I'll probably still continue to say it because it's when when I say it, when I say um, what you have in your diet, I don't mean what you have in your 500 calorie a day restrictive diet. I mean just what's in your diet, what do you eat day to day. Whether you're trying to lose fat, build muscle, whatever you're trying to do, or just stay stay the same. What like what are you eating from day to day? So it doesn't always mean like restriction. And oh, yes, there is one more. Let me, I wrote a post on this one. So let me just bring this one up. This was a little bit of a scenario, this next one of, um, let me bring it up so I can read it for you. And I covered it on my blog. I covered this on a blog post of the reader's question. So you might have already seen this, but yeah, the question was, so I'm, uh, this person was trying to lose weight and they started to count calories using my fitness pal and they then be given cat they'd been given 1800 calories per day they were currently eating 1000 per day and at night always feeling hungry and the first question was is this normal and my reply was yeah it's definitely going to be normal if you're eating 1000 calories per day and my fitness pal has given you a target of 1800 i'm gonna and i presume that this target is correct i don't know any stats so i wasn't able to work this out at the time but if my fitness pal has given you that as a target and you've told my fitness pal that you want to lose weight then it's created that energy deficit already for you for example your maintenance level of calories might be 2100 to remain exactly where you are so my fitness pals give you 1,800, I'm guessing here. And so it's created a 300 calorie deficit. The fact that you're eating 1,000 calories a day, you're potentially eating 1,100 under your, your daily allowance. That's not right, is it? 1,000... This is bad math. 1,200 is it anyway anyway so you read basically you're eating way under what you should be aiming for if if you've been given a target of that and the calculation is correct you should be aiming for that amount and the fact that you're hungry in the evenings 
is because you're eating way too little. Now, are you going to lose body fat doing that? 100% over time, you're definitely going to lose body fat. Is it sustainable? No, you can't sustain a thousand calorie per day uh, diet. Sorry for using that word. You can't sustain that over the long term. I would ask the question, are you doing that? Are you eating 1,000 per day, week, um, day, day in, day out? Like are you from day what from Monday to Sunday, are you doing it all week or are you doing it Monday to Friday and then Saturday, Sunday goes out the window and you don't track? Have a look at that because you you kind of you might be restricting and binging so where you're just restricting yourself so much during the week and then at weekends you go crazy and then the additional calories that you're eating at weekends can basically just be scattered back across the week Monday to Friday because you're eating a, a lot at weekends so have a look at that you want to increase that 1000 per day I gave you a few little strategies in, in, in the post as well I just said if you're struggling to get extra meals in, just try increasing your portion size on the meals you are having. I think just raising awareness that you need to eat a little bit more is probably going to help already. You probably thought you was doing doing the right thing by going a lot lower, but yeah, it's just not it's just not sustainable. And what we want to do is, if your goal is fat loss, we want to start building some good habits right at the start, so that you you can sustain them basically and, and it, it's it's not just a quick fix thing where you restrict yourself massively lose loads of weight and then when you come to eat what you might call normal in quotation marks how you used to eat and your calories shoot right back up you're just going to add the weight back on so this is what what happens with people that that do these sort of highly restrictive diets and sort of yo-yo up and down then the second part there was one more part of this question and the question was that you needed to increase your fruit and veg intake so you started drinking one smoothie per day and you asked should you be worried about the sugar and i said don't be worried whatsoever about the sugar there is obviously thinking about your calorie balance but that that's not the issue no one's no one's getting fat off fruit basically is is the way i want to put it it's good that you're increasing your fruit and veg we need these micronutrients in your in your body probably most people on the planet need to increase their increase their fruit and veg so don't worry about so-called high sugar content of it because as long as you're again you're sticking to to your target it doesn't matter. Okay, and that is today's Q&A done. So thank you again, everyone, for sending your questions. I will I will be doing another one, I think, about episode 34, I think. So keep your questions coming in. I'll keep them ready for the next one. And I hope you have a great day, great weekend, and I'll see you all next week in... I can't remember what I'm doing next week, but we've got um, another another episode coming next week. And yeah, thanks for thanks for listening, and I'll see you all soon.